promise you this, above all else, I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it, because you'll have no... His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. How about them Cowboys? Maybach music. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. To another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk, episode 106. I'm your man's one more time, Deja L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man Black back in the building, one of your favorite sportsologists. D, let's do it. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We got a loaded show, loaded show today. We got the NFL free agency frenzy taking off. A lot of moves being made. Me and Black will break them down. We're going to call in our NFL football Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson. We're going to get him in here later to talk about uh, what he feels, uh, how free agency is going. And we're going to talk a little bit Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA. Uh, we're going to pay our respects to the marvelous one, Marvin Hagler, who unexpectedly passed away on this past Sunday. We're going to give our thoughts to him later on in the show. Uh, your favorite segments are here as well. We're going to do those as well. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. It's March Madness time. <laughs> we went without it last year. And here on the Sports Desk, we, we rarely, if ever, talk about college basketball and it's not because we don't enjoy watching college basketball it's just college basketball just doesn't pack enough punch for us to want to break down things and i hate to say it that way i really do but it's the truth it's not exciting until march it's it's the truth exactly and that's why we're talking about it in march so the bracket was rolled out yesterday um one thing just seemed a little odd no duke no kentucky Mm. Um, the big blue bloods are kind of not as strong. North Carolina, the Michigan states of the world, UCLA's of the world. It's just a little different, but black, I can't lie to you. Even though I'm a Duke fan, I kind of like to feel how it's set up. Mm-hmm. Anybody could really win this thing. And this might be the year that a small school that no one talks about could actually run the table and win the title. Win the title, so we'll see how it goes. But first, man, man, Black, we're going to get down to business, man. But before we do that, Black, just give me your thoughts overall of the NCAA tournament. Like, what's what's maybe one memory for you when you think NCAA tournament? Man, just like looking at different tournaments, man, through our time, you can just go back to Christian Leitner, man, shots like that. Mm. Something you just sent me the other day, Isaiah Thomas, just oh cold and God. cold. And it, even though it wasn't the tournament, it was in the Pac-12 Title tournament, game, but yeah. it's still March Madness, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, that, and then you can go to <laughs> just a whole bunch of different things, man, from little schools like Loyal. Uh, Loyola Marymount. Yeah, Marymount, yeah. like just small schools, man, making – making runs all the way to the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 that you would expect. And one of my favorite tournaments, and everybody may know what they know now if they didn't know then when me and D was looking at this boy like, who is this? Stephen Wardell 
yes. Curry, my yes. boy. Yes. It's like put on the, one yes. of the best performances we ever yes. seen yes. in March Madness to For get sure. to get the Davidson Wildcats to Elite Eight. And man, just so many memories, man. We can go on and on and on about memories from uh from the tournament. And it's gonna be so different this year being in one place in the bubble in Indianapolis. Like I'm ready to see what that looks like. Hopefully they can run it out like NBA did. We'll see what happens, but it's so many teams there. You got so many teams in one place. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how the NCAA uh Rolls this out, you know, with it being in one place in Indianapolis. But I'm very hyped and, and excited uh, about it. Like you say, D, it's a lot of teams here, a lot of small teams that people are sleeping on. Yep. That I was able was able to watch yesterday. I, I watched a few games yesterday, and I was like, man, these boys may have something. Mm-hmm. But it's it's this could be the year we get a small school that could potentially be uh could could potentially win the national championship. Yeah, I agree. Like for me, man, the the memory that stands out the most. The thing when I first think about the NCAA tournament is Carmelo Anthony's run at Syracuse as a young freshman. It's vivid with me. I just remember where I was in my old house as a JIT man, watching this young kid uh, with the crazy braids, long and skinny, and and just take over the tournament, man. Cold-blooded clutch. Uh, McNamara at point guard, and uh, I think it was I think Dozier at the small forward that black on that block on Kirk Heinrich when Kirk Heinrich was trying to shoot the three. Uh, and Darren, uh, I think it was Darren Collison was his name. Uh, no, it wasn't Darren Collison. What was the boy that played for OKC for 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 so many years? Oh, uh, I can't Nick think. Collison. Nick Collison, man. <laughs> I, just, I just remember all of that yeah. and Melo holding that trophy. You know, just at the end, he was the MOP uh, of the tournament. So that's just the first thing that comes to my mind is Carmelo Anthony's freshman run uh, with Syracuse and, yes. and getting Jay, Jim Beheim his one and only national championship. So it's it's insane, man, when you think about moments like that. But like I like you know that Thursday at noon the games get rolling. Yeah. So you got Thursday all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the first two rounds. It's it's glorious, man. It's a it's exciting basketball because. It's one and done. Yeah. If you lose, you go home. Yeah. You go home. So it's very, very exciting, man. Uh, looking forward to the tournament. But let's get down to business, yeah. man. Okay, I want to say, ahead. and I want to say this one thing, man. Go ahead. To, and I know we finna get down to business picking these teams. D, I want you to tell me how a blue blood, blood like Michigan State has to play a play-in game. You tell me that. And then it's you tell please. It, it, I need to know. Especially how they finished out the uh the end of the year. They beat Ohio State. Yeah, um, Michigan? Michigan and Illinois. They beat the top three teams in that conference and the three of the top five in the country. So I don't know. I don't it's know. It's crazy. I man. know they struggled. I know they struggled. Early they did. I know Early they struggled, they but I agree with you. To put to put the Spartans in the playing game is kind of wild. Yeah. It it's is kind of wild. All right, man, let's get down to business. Me and Black are gonna pick our final four teams. We're going to pick the national title game, and we are going to give y'all who we think will be the champion. Black, let's get it going, my guy. Let me know who do you have. Well, let's do it by um by brackets. Who do you have coming out of the West bracket, my boy? Okay, out of the West bracket, man. <laughs> And this team just been dominant all year. I see nothing here in the West bracket that can stop them. In my opinion, I'm going to take Gonzaga to come out the West. Okay. And then stay undefeated until they get to where else they're going after that. Okay. 
Who do you have coming out of the South, my boy? Uh, the South is very, very interesting. I was looking at some of these games here. I really like I really like Baylor, but I see Ohio State's here. Tough, gritty team. You have you have Florida here at a number seven seed as well, who you know people are really kind of sleeping on because their year was up and down this year. But and I see North Carolina is is in here at an eight seed too. You know, they got length, they got bigs, you know, they play they play big boy ball. If I had to pick the team coming out of this, out of out of the South, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ohio State to come out of the South. Okay. Uh the South region. Okay, good pick. So you got Gonzaga out of the West, Ohio State out of the South. Who are you running down out of the East bracket, my boy? Okay, in the East, we got Michigan as the number one seed. Michigan been playing Crazy basketball, oh, even though they lost the Big East, I mean the, the Big Ten tournament. Shout out Jawan Howard. Yeah, shout out to him. And you got uh, Alabama out of two C in this conference, and then you got uh, the Florida State Seminoles in this bracket. They are at the number four C. Looking at these matchups, man, and 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 a lot of the lower seeds like Saint Bonaventure. Venture, I got to see them play on yesterday. They're a really good team as well. Uh, but I'm going to stick. In this region, I'm going to stick with um, I'm stick with Florida State to come out this region. Okay, and I think they got something to prove after the the last two games. Oh, the way they looked against Georgia Tech, they look horrid. They look bad. Okay, man. I mean just bad. So I'm going to roll with Florida State to come out this region beating Michigan. That's going to surprise go. pick. That's a surprise pick out of the East. All right, let's swing over to the Midwest. Black, who you got coming out the Midwest? Okay, in the Midwest, oh man, <laughs> yeah, woo. This is the team where I had some teams that my my surprise team is in this bracket, but um man this is this is a pretty good bracket, and Illinois man Nate is they are balling so is so is Houston, mm-hmm. you know so um in this bracket I'm gonna play it a little safe in this bracket I'm gonna pick Illinois to come out okay but I do have a, a surprise team in this bracket all right so your final four and the. Uh, you got on one one game you have Gonzaga versus Florida State. Mm-hmm. Who wins that game in advance to the national championship game? <sighs> man, I love Florida State, but I don't think they're gonna beat Gonzaga. Man, okay. I really don't. Okay, so you got Florida. I mean, you got Gonzaga in advance to the national title game. Yes, I do. On the other side of the bracket, you have Ohio State taking on the Fighting Illini Black, who advances to the national championship game. And I watched this game yesterday, man. It was a thrilling game. It went to overtime between these two teams, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Illinois to uh, beat Ohio State once again. All right, so you got Illinois and Gonzaga in the national title. You're going to hold your pick so I can give mine. So Black got Illinois and Gonzaga in the national championship game. For me, coming out of the West, I went back and forth with Iowa and Gonzaga. Iowa arguably has the best college basketball player in the country on their team but I don't know if Iowa's going to be uh, fired from the three point line they've shown they've been able to do that that's why Garza is able to get off like he does but I'm going to roll with Gonzaga undefeated all year probably the most complete team in college basketball and if they get going from the perimeter Lights out. I got the Zaz coming out the West. Going down to the East, man. Shout out to my pops, man. I'm going to have to break your heart. <laughs> my pops loving the Michigan Wolverines being the number one seed. But, man, I'm going to keep it real, man. The Alabama Crimson Tide, mm. 
they balling. I'm Ooh. taking Alabama to come out of the East, Bama and Gonzaga, uh, half of my final four. Let's swing over to the Midwest. I'm also rolling with the fight in the Nile uh, nah, Lie. I really don't see a team in this bracket to really challenge them except Oklahoma State. Hmm. Now, if Cade comes to play, okay, this yeah. is the projected number one pick in the NFL in NBA draft from Oklahoma State. From Oklahoma State, yeah. If Cade Cunningham, I believe, comes to play, yeah. it, it could get real. Problems. Okay, but look, them guards from Illinois, they real, they real. Yes, they are. They real. Yes, they are. I'm a, I'm a, oh man, I'm a roll with Illinois, but I would not be surprised if the Cowboys make a run to the Final Four. What you, oh, I thought you had some. All right, and my last bracket, the South coming out the South. Mm. Now this is the bracket where I think a lot of chaos can take place. You got some sneaky teams in there like Virginia Tech. You got some sneaky teams like Arkansas and Texas Tech in here. It really boiled down to Baylor. I didn't like how Baylor finished the season. I didn't like it. They're a number one seed. I love how Ohio State plays. But I'm taking either one of them. I'm taking the Arkansas Razorbacks Mm. to come out of the South. They're on the SEC this year. I'm coming out (laughs) with the Arkansas Razorbacks to come out of the South. So one half of my final four, I got the Zags versus the Alabama Crimson Tide in one half. I'm taking the Crimson Tide to knock off the Zags and make it to the national championship game. Alabama is one half of my title game. Coming up on my second half of the final four, I have the Arkansas Razorbacks against the Fighting Annihilate. I am going to take Illinois. Illinois to knock off the Razorbacks. So I have an Arkansas. I got an Illinois. And I have an Alabama National Championship game. And the Fighting Annihilate will win the national mm. championship this year. I'm taking Illinois to win the tournament. I was super, super close, Black, to taking Alabama. I really like that team. Super close, but I'm going to go with the fighting Nile. I really like their guards. Really like them. Black, give me a super team. Who is a team, or if you have multiple, what team should we keep a close eye on in this tournament? Well, it's a lot of good teams, man, in this uh in this bra- in these brackets in this tournament, man, teams that we that we have watched, that we seen make a lot of noise in these brackets. But uh, the one team for me, man, and watching them over on Saturday night versus Florida State, man, I was just like, wow! I was in awe how they d up, yeah. how they play, man. They play big, they play physical, like they get under you and they guard play. It's something similar to me of Illinois. Mm-hmm. You know, they tough, gritty. They got two tough, gritty uh, guards they play with. I like Georgia Tech to be a sleeper team this year, I got D. You. I, 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 I got you. a feeling they can they can get to a Sweet Sixteen, maybe a Elite Eight. I feel you. You know, so I'm, I'm I got uh, Georgia Tech as one of my sleeper teams. Okay. And my last sleeper team that I was able to see, and D, I gotta agree. I I don't even know if you can call them a sleeper, but I have to agree with you. Uh, Oklahoma State. Mm. Oklahoma State has the recipe and the one player. Yes, they do. You know the tournament always has that one player on that mission. just shows out and carry a team's on carry a team on his back. And Cade Cunningham is that guy. Yes, he I is. I think I think Oklahoma State can make a lot of noise in this tournament. I'm with you. That's one of my teams as well as Oklahoma State Cowboys. I love Cade, man. I watched him play throughout that Big 12 tournament. I say, man, this dude is nice, man. He didn't, he wasn't able to get it done in the championship game. And ironically, my second super team is the Texas Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Shaka Smart 
has been waiting and waiting to get this Texas team into rare form. Texas has never won a Big Ten, Big 12 tournament until the other night. Shocker Smart has a nice young team. They run that 2-3 zone defense, and they gave the Cowboys problems this past Saturday night. And when you run that kind of defense, a la that Syracuse team when Melo was on it, when you run that, it's causing problems. Mm-hmm. Teams get real frantic. They pass the ball, and it ends up being a turnover. So watch out for the Texas Longhorns, and I have one other team to look at for VCU, my boy. Okay, the Tim C in the West. <laughs> the Tim C in the West. These guys are always gritty. Yes, they are. Well coached, disciplined, shot makers, excellent defense. Be careful. Be careful of this matchup. They could potentially face Iowa in the second round. A 10 2 matchup. Watch mm. out. VCU may send the Hawkeyes and the probably the best player in the country to the house. Mm. Keep a close eye on that. So, hey, man, we're going to be checking in with the NCAA tournament for the next two to three weeks as this thing is going down. We'll be giving our thoughts, man. So, y'all hit us up. If y'all into college basketball, y'all into the tournament, y'all excited, let us know who you're in Final Four. Let us know who's going to win the national title. Y'all talk to us, man. Hit me, hit Black, hit Reduce Lunch Sports, and let's talk about this NCAA tournament. Honestly, we're just looking for a fun tournament. We're looking for a lot of great memories, and we're glad to have the tournament back for sure after everything that happened last year. All right, man, let's go ahead and transition to our sound of the week, man. And, Black, you want to talk about disrespect? (laughs) You want to talk about disrespect, man? How in God's green earth do you disrespect Patrick Ewing and his building, the building that he built? Let's go ahead and play this sound out. We're going to give our thoughts on how he was treating the Master Square Guard. Say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. Hmm. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? Hmm. I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? Hmm. Now, look, man. This is Patrick Ewing. The New York Knicks were trash before Patrick Ewing and just a little bit above trash after Patrick Ewing. The number one pick out of Georgetown who walked the halls of Madison Square Garden for almost 20 seasons. And he is walking through that building with picture after picture. The number one overall pick, Patrick Ewing's DNA is in the foundation of Madison Square Garden. And you mean to tell me that he's walking around that arena getting stopped, getting checked by some clown security guards who think they're doing their job? I rarely call for the firing of people who will have jobs. <laughs> I really, but everybody who stopped Patrick Ewing and asked for his badge and the C identification, you should be released. <laughs> James Dolan, if you have any type of guts, you should demote that security team to another job class in Madison Square Garden. Patrick Ewing should be able to go anywhere he wants to go in that building because, sir, must we remind you, if it wasn't for Carmelo Anthony's three-year run in New York, you would be trash <laughs> for almost 30 years since the man left the building. Show some respect to the great Patrick Ewing. Black, you got anything on the disrespect that Pat Ewing uh, went through, man? Yeah, man. I, like uh, 
like Pat said, man, you don't look up in the rafters and see what's going on. Golly. Like, y'all need to go to YouTube and remind yourself of who I am. <sighs> like, you talk about in that building in New York City, he should be able to go anywhere he wants to go. <laughs> anywhere. Right. They should be pulling out the red carpet when Patrick Ewan walk in that building. Absolutely. It just utter disgusts me. <laughs> the disrespect that they gave Patrick Ewan. <laughs> the Big Ten, the, everybody, the Big Ten committee, I mean, the Big East committee, the uh, everybody who, the chairman, who, who, whoever it is over it needs to be fired. Disgusting. Patrick Ewan is a New York great and he's a legend of the game of basketball. And the disrespect that y'all show this man, you should be shame of yourself. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Put some respect on my guy Pat Ewing's name, man. All right, man. We're going to keep the show going, man. We're going to get into our tweet of the week, man. And say it ain't so black, but the great Drew Brees is calling it a day, my boy. So I want to read this nice tweet. That the New Orleans Saints put out for Drew Brees uh, early this morning. Drew Brees retired on Sunday this past week. And this is what the Saints had to say. They say, Drew, you came to us at our lowest point. You led us to our highest. You represented our state, city, and team with incredible professionalism, class, and toughness. We are forever grateful for the immeasurable impact you and your family had on this city. Hashtag thank you, Drew. Wow, really nice words, man, for the New Orleans Saints to tweet out to Drew Brees. Now, Black, we've had this conversation a little while ago about Drew Brees, thinking, you know, he was getting ready to retire, but it's official now. Yeah. We will not see Drew Brees play in the National Football League ever again. So, Black, real quick, what are your immediate thoughts on the career of Drew Brees, and is he a top 10 quarterback to ever play this game. Uh, he's definitely a top 10 quarterback in my eyes. <clears throat> Drew Brees has done some great things. Not only in New Orleans, he, he put the San Diego Chargers back on the map before they but before they let him go. And, um, man, just, this, just, uh, just the amazing things, the career Super Bowl wins, uh, all of the great things that he's done for the city of New Orleans, yeah. giving back to that city. Uh, Drew Brees all, uh, is always going to re- be remembered, and, and you know I agree with him. He's all, he saw he may be not playing football, but he's still going to be in the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Even to see uh, Tyron Matthew come out and, and yeah. even speak on Drew Brees the way he did, and yeah. when he was saying when even when they were kids and coming up, Drew Brees was like that guy. Mm-hmm. And if it's anybody even close, he's not perfect, but he's close damn to it, <laughs> you know. So shout out to Drew Brees, man, on an amazing career. Uh, I hope he has much success in his, in his in his new venture of broadcasting for uh NBC. Yep. So I'm excited to see Drew Brees in uh doing new things, you know, with the broadcasting. But shout out to him, man, on a wonderful career. Yeah, Drew Brees was one of my favorites to watch. Just one of my favorites to watch. Um his story is a humbling story. Um you see a guy, you know, come from the state of Texas. And Texas is one of the um, factories for high school football. You know, you get a lot of great players out of the state of Texas. And unfortunately, Drew Brees didn't get an opportunity to play for Texas or Texas a and mm-hmm. Drew Brees had to go to Purdue. He had to leave Texas to go to Purdue to make a name for himself, ultimately getting Purdue to the Rose Bowl. 
He was still then an afterthought heading on to the uh, NFL draft where the San Diego Chargers took a chance on him. And Drew Brees ended up being a pretty good quarterback for that organization and getting to a couple of playoff games before he suffered that massive shoulder injury. And then the book goes out on him. Oh, he won't be any good. He's short. He's not athletic. He won't be able to recover, you know, with major surgery on a soldier, one on shoulder. And I never forget when Nick Saban took the Miami Dolphins job, he wanted Drew Brees as his quarterback. But the Miami Dolphins would not pass Drew Brees on the physical. So he was unable to sign Drew Brees in Miami. And I always think, what if Drew Brees would have ended up with Nick Saban in Miami? Mm. What could that have been? But we'll never know. Because he ended up going to New Orleans. And when he made the move to New Orleans, everybody sneezed at it. A city who was just ravaged by Hurricane Katrina. This city had nothing there but standing flood water. Nothing was going on in that city but people crying out for help. And Drew Brees went there. And I'll never forget that Monday night against the Atlanta Falcons, the first game back in the Superdome. Chill bumps just, I got chills right now thinking about it. The energy, the sounds, the loud roars coming from the TV screen when the Saints took the field, end up beating the Falcons. That big block punt that happened to scoop and score to win the game. I mean, they rolled that wave all the way to a Super Bowl. They walked down in yes, Miami. They did. And they walked on that field against Peyton Mandy and the 13 and 3 Indianapolis Colts, who were a machine. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Brandon Stokely, just a loaded casting. Dallas Clark at the tight end, all pro offensive line. Bob Sanders at safety, mm-hmm. loaded. Dwight Freeney, Adrian James, ready to go. <laughs> and what happened? The got New Orleans done. Saints got it done. Got it done. So that's what I'll remember about Drew Brees, for sure, top 10 quarterback of all time. He has top five or maybe top three numbers. Like stats, he has those numbers, but we want to tip our cap to Drew Brees, man. And um, like the word said, a professional represented, you know, his team well, represented the league well. We know Drew had some mishaps last year with understanding everything that was going on with the the kneeling and the Black Lives Matter. But I don't hold that against Drew. Drew ain't no no better, but Drew did get an education on it. And he came out and he corrected himself and he's acting accordingly after learning, you know, after the, the missed comments that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't hold that against Drew at all. Job well done. Good luck uh, in your journey with NBC and uh, in Georgia, Drew. In Georgia. Yeah. And, uh, probably a lot of memories, like, man. A lot yeah, of memories. Probably won't be another like Drew Brees. All right, Black, real quick, man. I almost forgot about this, man. I forgot about this, man. Let me put this music back on. Because I got If I don't ask you this, if I don't read this to you to get your reaction, I'm going to be mad. So, we got a double tweet of the week out of nowhere. So, let me pull it up. Now, Black, when I read this, when I saw this tweet, man, it just ticked me off, man. Now, I hate to do this, man. And you know how me and Black support the great LeBron Raymond James. But I saw this tweet, man, and I just could not help but snapshot this and say, I got to ask Black. Like, you ready? Mm. Your boy Blake Griffin has come out and says, believe it or not, it was Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant who recruited me the most to come join the Brooklyn Nets. Now, right up on this, Rachel Nichols tweeted this from ESPN. Right up under this, you had a lot of fans saying the same thing. And this was the tweet that summed it up. You got 
the Brooklyn Nets organization doing all of this to stop a 36-year-old, 18-year league veteran, LeBron Raymond James. This is what's happening in Brooklyn. And oh, it's so ironic that Kevin Durant was the piece to give the Warriors their superpowers. It's like it's happening all over again. But Kevin Durant, Black, tends to think, and I love KD as a player, but he tends to think that if he gets a championship in Brooklyn, that this will surpass him, will surpass him over LeBron James. Black, what are your thoughts on just the mere, cons- the, the mere interpretation that KD is recruiting and recruiting to get enough power to get past the king? Yeah, it wasn't there at one point. Uh, mm. Kevin KD said, "Man, all these players going to Miami and Ooh, LA. Speak everybody, on it. Everybody teaming up to win a championship. He's like, what happened speak to on it. what happened to being loyal and Ooh. winning with what you got? Didn't he say that? At one, speak on it. You remember it. that too? I please? remember yeah, it clear. Yeah, yeah. D, I really don't give two shits about what is done. Oh my god." Excuse my language. I do not care, D. Oh my goodness. Cause you know better than anybody what type of mode I am. It's it's the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James and F the rest. My God. So you can sign whoever you want to sign. Ooh. Go get whoever you want to get. Okay. Cause when it's all said and done, my boy. Mm. Uh, We're going to be the one at the mountaintop laughing, looking down <laughs> at all the losers, my boy. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering what that laugh is going to sound like, it'll sound something like this. <laughs> That's what that laugh will uh, somewhat sound like. All right, Black, let's go ahead and transition into our start, Bitch You Cut. And I think I got a good one for you, man. I took some guys in, uh, that are playing really well in the National Basketball Association at the moment. And I just want to see what your thoughts are, man. Lakers and five. New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, my boy. All right, my boy. Now, these three guys are playing extremely well, extremely well. And I'm going to kind of switch it up on you for a little bit. Black, I'm going to want to know if the season somehow, some way needed to be redrafted. If players had released from their contracts and you're a general manager, you had to make a team and it's just based on right now what these three guys are doing. I want to know which two guys are you going to put on your team and what guy are you going to let walk? And I think these three guys are playing really well right now. So here we go. First up, we have guard from the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic at the point guard position. Next up, we have another point guard, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. And last but not least, you have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets, my boy. So, Black, if you you had to do it, man, out of these three players, you got to bring two witches and one got to go. And these guys are playing, if not the best, in the NBA right now. Who you rocking with, man? No. If y'all could have seen how Black looked at his homeboy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start 
start Dame Lillard. Ooh. I'm going to start. Mm. I'm going to start Dame Lillard. Mm. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah. Let's talk that talk. Crazy. Let's get ready to pod. Based on what I've seen so far this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I got a bench. I got a bench Kyrie and cut Luca. I am yeah. stunned that yeah. you said that. Yeah. I am stunned. Okay. Well, I got a bench Kyrie. Okay. Cut Luca. Dang. Okay. That All hurt. Right. That I'm, hurt. I, I, I'm going to start Kyrie Irving right now. I've watched the last two games they play, and this man hooping, man. Like he and not, I ain't talking about scoring. Kyrie passing the basketball. He playing defense. I've seen the stat line. Kyrie was 46 and 6. I was like, what? Six rebounds, six assists. I'm like, what? And he not the point guard no more. James Harden is, who's averaging 12 assists, by the way, and that's insane. <laughs> so I'm gonna start Kyrie Irving. All right. Next up. I gotta go with Dame as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go with Dame. It, it, it look, man, we just seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. And Luca's still a baby. Yes, he is. And he's going to get there. But I'm going to have to tell Luca Doncic, hey, I know somebody else out there will sign you, Luca. Just keep your head up. So yeah, I'm going to let Luca Doncic go as well. Black, I got two. I got text messages rolling in, like by Jaguar fans, and it's getting brutal. The Jaguar faithful is getting out of control. Now, we're going to get to NFL free agency in a minute, but my guy Eddie Lewis has just said, he just came out of nowhere and said, hey, bro, this is disgusting. And I hit him with, what's that, bro? My boy said, the Jaguars free agency class on day one at that. Look, man, it's, it's uh, we gonna it's get there, bro. We gonna get there. We gonna get there, but I can't. I'm trying to shift to, shift between my screens on my phone. I can't because my guys are a little ticked off, man. But we're almost there, man. We're gonna get into our uh, what did you do in camp segment, man? And we're gonna get to this free agency. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's get into the what did you do in camp segment. Whoo, my boy. Now I know I got a good. One. I know I got a good one, Black. What did you do in camp? But give me yours, man. Give me, give me, give me your, give me this week's Black's version of what did you do in camp? And you know what, man? Just in the spirit of March Madness and the tournament going on, man, I seen something so disturbing. And it gave, and it came to my mind. What did they do in camp? Oh, this week's "What Did You Do in Camp?" moment goes to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay, who got drilled by almost forty-five points against the Houston Tigers in the in the Atlantic Ten Tournament Championship <laughs> game. <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcats. What were you doing in, in walkthroughs? <laughs> what were you doing in practice? What were you doing on a nice campus nice camps, campus of Cincinnati Bearcats? What were you doing? The university. I need to know. How do you show up to a championship game and get your brains beat in mm. by almost 45 points? Mm. 91 to 52, my mm. guy. Oh. Cincinnati Bearcats. We see yep. why you didn't make the tournament. Mm. 
This is outrageous. And Coach John Brillen, <laughs> you need to be fired. <laughs> what did you do? Cincinnati Bearcats. Wow. What did you do in camp? Wow. <laughs> I like that one, man. Boy, you delivered on that one, man. <laughs> I mean, my God, Cincinnati Bearcats. My boy Black put it on y'all boys, man. My goodness. Well, let me go on and get to mine, man. Now, Black, I got a couple of questions to ask you, my guy. Okay. Um, If you're walking around, let's say, at a decent six foot two, you know, and you're playing basketball against somebody who's 6'11 and could be considered seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. If somebody is driving down the lane at that height, at seven feet tall, and you're just a lowly 6'2", and they arise to try to jam on you, Black, what would you do? I'm moving out of the way. Well, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what in God's green earth did you think that you were going to attempt to block Jackson Hayes' shot? This man is six foot eleven. Flying through the lane and you stand there like you're going to present some type of defensive challenge to this man. Richard Jackson, what are you doing in pregame? Richard Jackson, are you reading the uh, reports that your coaches give you in your locker right before you come out the game? What exactly are you doing, Richard Jackson? So, again, we love to ask you, Richard Jackson, one last time, my guy, Richard Jackson. What did you do? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to love the segment. Oh, uh, what did you do at camp, man? It's dedicated, man, to that fateful moment, man, when Black was really disgusted by your boy, uh, Deontay Wilder Jr.'s performance versus Tyson Fury. Like, you look a little disturbed. Yeah, Boy, bro. I'm, what did you do in camp? I'm at an 80. Oh, man, we must have got some news, man. Black must have just got some news. <laughs> You know what, dog? Just, just, just stay on. Stay you know on what, point, dog? Bro. I'm holding it. <laughs> just stay, yeah. You know what, dog? I just looked at the news too, man, and, it, and it's got something to do with this free agency, man. Let's go ahead and trans. You see how? You see how my, my tone? <laughs> you see how my, my tone change, man? Let's just go ahead and get into the National Football League, man. My, cause I, I can't do this, bro. <laughs> Let's get into the National Football League, man. It is free agency time. It is a frenzy in the National Football League. And I tell you what, man. I mean, I mean, why? That, 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 why? What is going on? What is going on out here? And I know y'all are asking, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? I am talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I ain't planning on starting off with the Jaguars, but here at the Sports says we just do what we got to do. Let's get into it, Black. Let's come on. Let's get into it, man. We're going to be calling our football correspondent, Rashad 
Robinson in just a few minutes. But black, as me and black are sitting here, why in God's green earth am I getting an alert from Bleacher Report that the Jaguars have signed Carlos Hyde for a two-year, $6 million deal? Why am I getting that, black? Hmm. <laughs> D, I, I, I really don't know. Like, I was at a 40, 40, 45, and I just jumped to an 80. Like, my temperature is rising. It's rising, D. Don't get me wrong. Carlos Hyde is a, is a very good bike up running back. But these, ain't, these are not the names we want to see. Carlos Hyde, when he, was a health, when he was healthy in Seattle, paired with Chris Carson... He averaged seven seven point one uh, yards per carry in Seattle. Running backs behind James Robinson for Jacksonville, they averaged zero point eight. So this is a little upgrade for the Jaguars depth. I could see it on that end, but these aren't the type of names I want to see coming off the board. I don't know what I don't know what Urban Meyer and them have going on over there, and Trent Belkey. I don't know what those guys have going on. Look like they're trying to get a lot of depth at these positions that they didn't have depth in last year. So they're signing players that probably wouldn't even make some teams or probably be picked up mid-season. I don't know. I'm 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 blown. I'm throwing for a loop right now, D, with this signing of Carlos Hyde. But looking at the numbers of what I just read, I can see how it's an upgrade to help James Robinson to take some of the load off of him. But man, I I we I need to see some big names. I need to see some names that uh that you're gonna be like, oh man, dang, that's that's big for the Jaguars, and that's not that's not the field that I'm getting right now. <sighs> Look, man, I got my boy Eddie Lewis, man. Shout out, little Eddie, man. He just hit me, man. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Now let's kind of rewind this a little bit. The Jacksonville Jaguars have one of the worst seasons ever in the history of the organization. You look at the talent that this team had had last season. It was god-awful. It was putrid. It was disgusting. It was lower level, bottom tier, whatever you want to call it. It was that. We, re- we emerged, excuse me, to bring in Urban Meyer. We secured the number one pick overall. We get, we, we get this press conference. We get these, this, these, uh, to get Carlos Hyde. Now I'm looking at my phone again, and is it true, Black, that Philip Dorsett is on the way? I didn't see that about Philip Dorsett. What are we doing? <laughs> Look, man, come on, Urban. Come on, Jacksonville. Come on. Like these names that we're bringing in, what are we bringing them in for? Why are we spending this money on these guys like Carlos Hyde? Okay. Oh, Jacksonville boy. has also signed safety Rashawn Jenkins from the San Diego Chargers on a four-year deal. He all right, but he ain't what I want. He ain't what you want at safety. He all right, but he ain't what I want. Mm. It's a bad start, man. It's a bad start. It's a bad start in free agency. This is not what we're looking for here in Jacksonville. And I'm going to chill, though, because you're right, Black. It's, it's, it's the first day. It's the first day. And the big and, names that we want to still out there. And the there. stuff that we getting, bro, they upgrades. They're dealt. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what, I'm, that's what I got to look at it. That's what I got to look at this at. 
you know, it being dealt. Oh, yes, you are correct. Raw receiver Philip Dorsett is signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars per source. Urban Mile wants speed and he gets it. With who? Philip Dorsett, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what Jacksonville is, is, is setting up for. It's the first day, so I'm kind of I'm I'm trying to be chill here. I'm kind of off. <laughs> I'm kind of out of pocket right now, bro. Like I really don't even know what to say because the names that I <clears throat> that I'm looking at coming off of this board, man, are names of guys. It's hard for them to make teams and being picked up mid season, and they're getting deals with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the first day of free agency. You ready to pod? Are you ready to have? A, are you ready to pod? Are you ready? Yeah, man. This is unacceptable. At the start, who was the who was the dude that they signed early in the day with the last name? What's his name? Uh, the defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. What's his name, bro? <laughs> who the Jaguars signed early? What's his name? What's his name? Because I, I don't want to get his name wrong. I don't want to get his name wrong, my boy. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Hold on. Look, look, man. You, 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 you getting. Dang, I'm out. Look, bro, I messed up. Hold on, man. It's all good, man. I mean, yeah. you, you, you getting? What are we getting here in Jacksonville? Who are we signing here in Jacksonville, and why? Why are we doing this? Like, what is this, bro? I can't even get myself together, man. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I can't it's, even get it's... myself together over this because when we look at teams like the New England Patriots and we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we see what we doing, what they doing. Like, what's up? And this is just the first day of free agency, man. Uh, the Jaguars signed defensive tackle Roy Robertson Harris, my boy. Defensive tackle Roy Chicago Bears. Roy Robertson Harris. Started 13 games for the Chicago Bears. Whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo. We're trying to build a winner here. Can you tell me what Philip Dorsett's going to be able to do to build a winner? What is Carlos Hyde going to do to build a winner here? Can somebody tell me that? Carlos Hyde, that ain't just like his 15th season? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are we... This is not good. I got my homeboys hit me on, on the text. They getting a little seat salty. They getting a little bubbly. Yeah. This ain't sitting well with people, but... Look, man. D, like you just said, you just stated. We... We signing these players who you think should be signed on the last day or maybe if you're missing a piece right after Sign the draft. Signed on the last day. Or, or, or missing uh, a piece after the draft or, or not signed at all. <laughs> Look, Sheesh. it's still big names out here, D. It's still big names out here. Like you said, the biggest signing right now is the guy that you just said, oh, he all right. He got signed to a four-year deal. The money hasn't came down on the deal yet, so that we're waiting on that. As soon as we give it, I'll let y'all guys know what the money is on that. But we got our safety from San Diego. So this is the guy who we're going to be looking to defensively. So that's the only big name that we have right now. It's no one else. It's no one else. This is sad. When you look at the New England Patriots and what they've done today, what did the New England Patriots do today? The New England Patriots just I tell went, you what they did. They went crazy. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you what they did. They went crazy today. The New Jeez. England Patriots 
Former Eagles defensive back Jalen Mills signs with the Patriots on a four-year, $24 million deal, including $9 million guaranteed. Nice player. Doesn't stop there. Formal, former defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins, nose tackle, Devon. He got some wild-ass name, my boy. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Agrees to the Patriots on a two-year deal worth up to $16 million. Uh, includes $9 million fully guaranteed. Former Titans tight end John New Smith reached agreement with the Patriots on a four-year deal, $50 million, with $31.25 fully guaranteed. The most guaranteed money by a tight end in New England Patriots history. The most guaranteed money to a receiver for the New England Patriots. And last but not least, <clears throat> Matt, uh, my, Matt, uh, Jaden. Jadon reached Jay agree- yeah reached agreement on fifty six on a four year fifty six million dollar deal thirty two million guaranteed with uh with the New England Patriots as well and that doesn't include the signing the signing of a two year deal with Nelson Aguilar re-signing Cam Newton to a thirteen million fourteen million dollars fourteen million dollar deal before free agency started New England is. Is, is grabbing pieces, man. They're grabbing pieces from everywhere. They making the splash. That's the team that I didn't expect to make a splash. But I, I kind of knew because we discussed it. We were like, well, they're going to go after some weapons for Cam. But they're doing it defensively and offensively. They're getting their team together. They're bringing in the names that we're wanting to see the Jaguars have potentially been a part of our team. Well, we're not seeing that, man. We're seeing the the, the the Patriots are moving like the Jaguars should be moving. That's how they moving. And let's keep it real. Cam Newton caught COVID last year. The Patriots dropped ten players before the season started. The COVID guys that say they just weren't playing. Pro Bowl players said they weren't playing, and they still was fighting for a playoff spot probably into the last month of the season. The Patriots gonna be a playoff team this year. They are. Did we not? Did we forget what Cam Newton looked like the first five, six game of the season before he caught COVID? <laughs> they was like three and three or something like that at that point. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick got here spending that cash. Now, from what I understand, Bill Belichick and Urban Meyer are tight. I can't tell because Bill Belichick got him moving and Urban ain't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this, bro. This a bad start for the city. I know the big names are out there, but look at the pieces that have been moving. You mean to tell me we couldn't get that tight end tight end? You mean to tell me we couldn't go after him? I don't know if they tried to or not, but come on. Come on, man. This is not a good start. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it, man. All right, man. Uh, This got me throwing off. <laughs> It do, man. The Carlos Hyde thing got me thrown up. But let's go back to the Cam Newton part, man. One year, 14 million with the Patriots, man. Black, we love Cam here. We believe in Cam here. Like, what are we what are we hoping for with Cam's return back to New England? What are we hoping for? Uh, I'm hoping to see what we got out of the first three games before COVID. Right. I think, I think we're going to see plenty more of that out of Cam this year. And then now you're getting Cam some weapons. Right. If anyone remember not... Uh, y'all need to uh, put on your thinking caps and remember when Cam was at with the Carolina Panthers, who was his go-to weapon? D, can you tell me who his go-to Olsen. weapon was? Greg Olson. D, do you know they got the number one tight end off the board today? Yes, they did. Smith? Yes, they did. 
So this is going to be a duo that we're going to see ball out this year for New England. Yep. And then you're putting Speed and Nelson Aguilar. Yep. And then uh, this guy, this guy born, a cow born receiver from the 49ers signed a two year deal. I just seen mm-hmm. you're putting more Speed mm-hmm. uh, on the other side. So they're getting weapons for they're getting weapons for Cam. I see Cam and New England Patriots, like you said, doing big things. Do you could be talking about a playoff team this year? I think they will be. I think Bill Belichick ain't forget how to coach. Josh McDaniels ain't forget how to coach. Them boys got ramshacked last year, and it showed. I ain't shooting them no bell, but it's the truth. It's the truth, so we'll monitor that, man. Next up, man, let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my God, the band is back together again. Tom Brady goes in here, restructure his deal, add on another year of his deal to bring more money to the cap. And what did they do? Now, they, they tagged Godwin. Godwin says he will sign the tag. No problems there. Bring it back Gronk today. One year, $10 million deal to come back to Tampa. Not only did they bring back Levante David, they bought back Shaq Barrett. <laughs> How? How is this happening? Shaq Barrett could have been a $100 million linebacker out here, but he came back to play with the Bucks of $72 million, $36 million guaranteed for winning. He's still a fairly young linebacker. He'll get a chance to make some more money if he stays healthy. Already got a Super Bowl ring, $36 million in his account when, he, when he's able to sign later on this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they not playing, bro. They not. They going for it. They going for it. What do you got on Tampa's man? What do you, what do you got on that, Black? Oh uh, man, just, just these deals. <laughs> like you said, Shaq Barrett took a pay cut. Took a pay cut. He took a pay cut. He's he been being a hundred mil anywhere else yeah. he went, and this guy has twenty seven sacks over the past two seasons. So you know, seeing him sign, he wants to win. He wants to win, and I'm pretty sure helping him taking a shorter deal help yeah, get some yeah. of these other guys yeah. in here. You got you brought Gronk back. And then they're potentially on the cuffs of bringing AB back and Dominican Sue back. Yep. So it's, it's it, it, it could potentially be repeat for the Bucks. Potentially. <laughs> repeat for the Bucks. I ain't got the reason why I'm saying potentially, because you still got Kansas City yeah, out here. You still got 15. So you got to see what happened. But man, the Bucks just set themselves up again. Tom Brady went straight to Instagram and Twitter about it with all smiles. The band gang is back. Together. The band is back together once again. Incredible. Temple got it done when it looked like Temple wasn't going to be able to keep all these guys. Everybody's right back. Everybody's back. So you had they they have to be your favorite going into the new season, man. With with Absolutely. Time, resigning all these players defensively. Absolutely. On a defense that's already awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like 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 they did this on year one. Mm-hmm. A pain a pandemic written season. No pre, no training camp. You got to think training camp will be coming back. It you got to think preseason be back this year. They did all of this without that black. Mm-hmm. They got the band back together. Now they're going to get training camp. Now they're going to get preseason. Man, shout out to the Bucks and what they doing. Man, I, I sure wish my team was moved like that. I sure wish the Jags would move like that. My God. Shout out to the Bucks, man. All right, Black, let's go down, man. Whew. We thought we had a chance at Aaron Jones, man. <laughs> but who do we end up with? Carlos Hyde. Just take a second to think about that, Black. Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers re-signs to go back 
uh, with the Green Bay Packers on a nice deal, man, for a running back. I think it was like $42 million, 20-something million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Nice deal to go back to uh, the Green Bay Packers. I really thought the Jaguars could have made a play at him and entertained bringing him here to the city. Uh, but don't blame him for staying with Green Bay. I mean, the year Aaron Rodgers had league's MVP, they got to the NFC Championship game. They had a hell of a year. Aaron Jones has been good the last two seasons, man. For him to stay there in Lambeau, I don't blame him. But what does that say about Green Bay? What does that say that Aaron Jones wants to stay put and and continue his journey there in Lambeau instead of leaving and potentially joining the Jaguars or even going somewhere else? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I think he know Aaron Rodgers is going to be back there. Yeah, you know it was a lot of a lot of stuff you know going around. What will he be back in Green Bay? But if you got rid of your top offensive guy right along the side with uh, Aaron, I mean with uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Aaron Aaron Jones, then a reason you resign is because of Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, so the thing with me with Green Bay now is getting pass pass catchers to help him out. So I'm pretty sure we'll probably be seeing them soon here make a move on a few of these pass catchers because you got to realize the big targets at receiver haven't came off the board yet. They haven't. They're still available. So we should be seeing some movement with these guys within uh still going on today, later later tonight or even tomorrow. So we'll see what happened with Green Bay, but big get in retaining uh Aaron Jones. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I like Aaron Jones a lot. Really wish that the Jaguars would have made a run out of him, but it didn't happen. All right, man, let's go ahead, man. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston looks like he's gonna sign a one-year deal. That could potentially be up to $18 million with incentives and everything there. And it looks like he's going to be the uh, starting quarterback, potentially, for the New Orleans Saints. Now, black men, you have ties to Jameis. Uh, Florida State University. Uh, he gave us the most thrilling season uh, that we can remember uh, from Florida State. And it seems so long ago. And, uh, you know, Jameis from that became the number one pick, went down to Tampa. In my opinion, he had some decent years in Tampa. Last year, there over 5,000 yards passing, 30 for 30 touchdowns and interceptions. You got to think, if he didn't throw 30 interceptions, he could have shattered the NFL single-season passing record if some of those interceptions would have went uh, the other way to, mm-hmm. his, to his team. But, uh, you know, Jameis got humbled. You know, he took a one-year deal last year to learn from Sean Payton and Drew Brees and that New Orleans Saints organization and like he's going to get his chance but black i'm starting to get the feeling man if this doesn't work out in new orleans man you know could could james possibly never be a starter again yeah man we could potentially see that happening this is scary to say that about james man because see him at florida state and then his first couple of years in tampa when he balled he balled out his first couple of years in tampa yeah but you know even the five thousand yards uh season 30 for 30 <laughs> like it wasn't good enough to keep him in Tampa, you know. So, and then he he go down he goes down to New Orleans, and and I heard something yesterday about him. People saying that Jameis should be the option here for New Orleans, and if it's one coach that can uh, teach Jameis, you know, how to not turn the ball over and get that out of him, it's it's, it's Sean Payton. Yeah, you know, Sean Payton is a a great coach, a great quarterback mind. So I think Jameis is going to be looking up, man, with all these weapons around him. It's one thing that he can do that Drew Brees couldn't do. He can get the ball down the field. Quickly. And we get, we and we know that, that he can definitely do that. So with Michael Thomas and all those other young receivers on that offense, Alvin Kamara, I think this could potentially be a good year for Jameis. 
if they you know if they stay on this path. It's going to be tough going against Tampa next year. It's going to be so really tough. God, yeah. So I'm interested to see what can happen. But I agree with you, D. If this turns out bad, we could potentially be seeing. Uh, Jameis Winston last time as a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I believe in Jameis. I think Jameis is going to have a great year. I think Jameis is going to come in. He's going to have a great season. I think he's going to remind a lot of people, and you hit it on the head, Black. Being with Sean Payton, sitting a year behind Drew Brees, being around a winning environment, being around an organization who is, is good at winning. Look what New Orleans has been over the last decade or so. They've had really good seasons, man, and, and Jameis has been able to soak that in. I mean, he's sitting there watching Michael Thomas every day in practice. Don't get me wrong, Mike Ab- Mike, Mike Evans is nothing to sneeze over. He's but not. but let's call it what it is, man. Mike Thomas is that boy the last few years. Now, he didn't have a great year at all this year, but he's been a dominant receiver in this league. Let's say three out of the last five years, he's been that guy. I think he was world renowned, ranked as the number one receiver in the whole league just two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I got to think James is going to have a fair shot to really do some things and I just believe in him. I think sitting out of year, it humbles you. Number one pick overall in the draft. An excellent, excellent arm. Get it down the field deep. We even seen in the playoffs, man. A couple trick plays against Tampa in that game. Getting it down the field and, and cashing in on a touchdown. I just got to think that Jameis will get more opportunities like that. I like Jameis to have a great year. And I think New Orleans has stepped down a little bit because you can't replace leadership. Drew Brees' leadership, him coming in to work every single day, the first one in the building, the last one to go home. When other guys see that, they, they, they gravitate towards it. And I don't know if Jameis is that guy, but he's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. Jameis going to have to pick up everything yep. he learned and be that guy, man. So I hope that Jameis has a home in New Orleans. And maybe after this year, Jameis can get a deal. Like, I, I hope Jameis can get a deal after this season uh, with the New Orleans Saints. So, we're just going to have to keep uh, keep our eyes on the situation. But we're getting ready to call in our uh, football, national football Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Evans. Black, you got some news? Yeah, one more uh, one more deal. Uh, former Jaguar, now uh, Raiders defensive end, uh, Unique and Dockway signs two-year deal, $26 million deal for the next two years. And he is now a Las Vegas Raider. And Gakwe done been around the block, man. Ain't this like his fourth <laughs> team in two years or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah? Well, well shout out in Gakwe, man. Still in the lead, making some money. And that Raiders team could be a sleeper team this year. Yeah. And the Chiefs also <clears throat> big money. Chiefs giving out big money to oh, uh, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs land former Patriots offensive lineman Joe Tooney on a five-year $80 million deal. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Pat, Mahomes, Pat Mahomes and them getting – a yeah. good offensive lineman in that guy. He is now he is now the highest paid offensive lineman at his position uh, with the eighty million dollar deal. They needed that. We're letting Fisher go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed that man. So uh, you got to protect Pat Mahomes, and it looks like you know the Chiefs are in that business of protecting him um, uh, this season. All right, man. Black, I need a couple minutes if you don't mind. Fuck <laughs> them Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to do that to the cameras? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. camera. call. It, it called for it. Oh How about God. that Dak Prescott? How about that Zeke? How about that Amari? <gasps> now, Monday, 
well, Sunday last week, me and Black did the show. I went on an epic rant to say how I would no longer be a Dallas Cowboy if they did not sign Dak Prescott. If they would allow Dak Prescott to walk, I will formally resign as a Dallas Cowboy fan. I will take all my Dallas Cowboy memorabilia, t-shirts, hats, everything, put it in the box, and take it to my local Goodwill. And then I will forever, ever rep wholeheartedly 1,000% my home team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But man, I'm glad that somebody... And that Dallas Cowboys organization went up to Jerry Jones, grabbed him by the collar, and told him to snap out of it. Because that Tuesday morning, by God, that alert came down on my phone. And I was like, oh, my, thank you, Lord. The Dallas Cowboys signed my guy to a $160 million deal, one 126 million guaranteed. He will be making 42 million dollars per year in the first three seasons. He is a second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Pat Mahomes one, Dak Prescott two, Deshaun Watson three. I am elated as a Dallas Cowboy fan that my guys did the right thing, and I just want to say that I am overly happy for Dak. A lot of people don't know Dak's story. It's often off air that I call him Dakota Rain Prescott. That is his full name. Dak has suffered a lot of things, man, losing his mother at a young age, coming up rough, just recently losing his brother, just, you know, the, the serious injury that he had breaking his ankle. Dak's been through a lot, man, and the Cowboys ran him through the ringer, and it absolutely disgusted me what they did with Dak Prescott. But luckily, and fortunately, he signed a deal. He'll be a Cowboy another four years. He got paid most of all, and I'm rooting for Dak. I'm really, really rooting for him, not just a Cowboy fan, but just the man in Dak Prescott. I'm happy for him because he deserve it. He deserve it. If you go look at his four years as a Cowboy, go look at the numbers. They rival him getting this money. So the things that he went through was utterly disgusting and egregious, and I had booked my plane ticket to go to uh, Arlington, Texas to holler at Jerry and Steven. <laughs> but luckily... I can get my money back off that plane ticket, my boy, and stay right here in the bankum because my boy got his money. Yeah, man. Like anything on Dak Prescott getting his just due. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dak, man. Everything he got, he deserves it, man. Um, it's a long time coming. Should have been done. Should have been done. And and that money, and that's what, 70-something million he getting up front, man. I love up front. it. Up front. I love it, man, because they still tagged him. So that came along with, right, with right, some right, of the money right, from right, the contract. Yeah. So, man, it's it's good to see that uh, Jerry Jones and the son, what, what's, what's his Steven. name? Steven Jones came to their senses about their quarter. Because you don't want to lose Dak and go into, go into free agency or the draft wondering who your quarterback's going to be because it's not Andy Dalton. Stupid. Stupid. So the Cowboys had to get this done. Dak Prescott betted on himself. And it came through, man. Yep. Shout out to him on getting his money. I think, I think, I think Dak gonna come back hungry, man. I really believe Dak is going to come back for hungry. Sure. For sure. I think we're going to see uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense with him back for sure. at their best. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he got paid and he's going to be a Cowboy. I'm happy they decided to give him a four year. 
because he can potentially set himself up for another big Here deal. He'll be a young quarterback. Yeah, won't so even be thirty. Exactly. So shout out to uh, Dak Prescott, man, and the be Dallas Cowboys for getting the deal done uh, to keep uh, Dak Prescott right at home in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dak Prescott, like for real, for real, man. We're getting ready to call in our NFL correspondent, our Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson. It's gonna be good. It's gonna get real. <laughs> Get ready to call. We calling my guy in right now, man, to see what we got. Your call has been Oh man. Oh man. I'ma let him know. Hit me, bro. Hit me. So we're waiting on Rashad to cut call in, man. Black, let's go back to Jacksonville, man. Let's go back. Let's go back to what the Jaguars got going on right now, bro. Now, it is 7.53 p.m. on the Monday. Frigidly started, man. Frigidly already started. And we have not made a move, man. When I say we, I'm talking about Duval County. Jacksonville Jaguar fans are supporters. Now, Black, who are you look? What name would settle you down? If you look across your screen, what name would settle you down? They'd be like, okay, okay, we starting to move a little bit. Uh, if I had to say one name because me and you were just discussing this before we did the show, and I'm looking at the... How nasty this would be on the outsides. I gotta go Kenny Galladay. You know, having them big them big six four, six five receivers, DJ Shark, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Reason why I say Kenny Galladay, because he could be re- reunited with his former offensive coordinator. Okay. Here, that's here in Jacksonville. So um I really looking for, for for that to happen. That'd be something to kind of calm me down. But it still moves to it still moves to be made out here. You got Juju Smith still out here. You have you have other big names out here that you can sign. You still got Bud Dupree, right. who's who's recovering well from an ACL injury, who still hasn't signed with uh, anyone. You still got some good names out here, or guys that could potentially uh, be a part of 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 the Jacksonville Jaguars that could make a splash. So I don't um I don't I don't I don't see why we haven't. And I'm looking to see. And I'm like, hold on, isn't. I know we just signed Carlos High, but isn't Chris Carson a free oh, agent? We got our guy calling in. <laughs> we got our guy calling in. Hello. What's up, D? Rashad, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Like, what's going on? Man, what's up? What's up, Rashad? What's going on, my man? Hey, Not Rashad. Much, man. Good, man. We're glad to have you in, man. You know, we got our live. We have our NFL Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson, on the line of Rashad, me and Black. We need you to do us a favor, Rashad. Me (laughs) and Black are wavering, man. We're looking at these moves all across the National Football League. We're seeing what the Patriots are doing. We're seeing what the Buccaneers are doing. But we're constantly getting these lame duck notifications to our phone with the Jaguars. Rashad, can you explain any of this? What's going on in Jacksonville, man? Uh, I can explain it. I think that um, I think they got a price. Mm. And I think they're not going over their price. Okay. And I think that they have a plan, especially for free agency. I think a lot of these moves that they're making right now, um, I mean, I mean for, for, for special teams, a lot of the moves that they're making right now is to make sure that their special teams is on par because that's something that I did hear about Urban. Like, Urban is not like one of them head coaches that'll just say, okay, well, I let the special teams coach do his thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that Bill Belichick, him and Bill are real good friends, and Bill always told him, like, you need to make sure that you are coaching your special teams. Mm. 
because special teams will win and lose your games, and it does. Mm-hmm. So I think that what he's doing right now is making sure, all right, he got two boys who back up, but they fast. He always talk about speed. All right, you got some speed on special teams. Right. It's still some dudes out there who they can sign. Uh, I think I think one of the dudes that they probably going to sign is uh, that receiver from uh, 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 Galladay. What's not not Galladay? No. The one the one from uh, the the Panthers. I don't know why I can't think of his Panthers? name right now. Oh, Curtis Samuel. From, Samuels. Cur- yeah, Cur- Curtis Samuel. I, I think that that's gonna probably be one of them. I was hearing about that yesterday. They're going to sign uh, Curtis Samuel, and they got to get a cornerback. The one guy that I was surprised and disappointed they didn't get was Josh Johnson. Mm, because yeah. you need a safety. Like, yeah. But they just signed That this. is a real position of need. Right. Now, what about the safety that Jaguars picked up today? Yeah, they, they just signed a safety from, from the Chargers. Um, I got I, I to gotta get, his, get his name for you. But they signed a safety from the Chargers. It was I know thing. they signed a safety from the Bears that they signed for like four million. I've been in here. Oh no, this so dude, this dude, we signed for uh for four million. For four oh, I million, no, oh, no, guess this what, dude, guys? Yeah. Guess what, guys? Breaking news: Curtis Samuel, Jacksonville Jaguars, forty-eight point five million, twenty-nine million guaranteed. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I, I just I just seen that on Twitter. I had to go on Twitter. I'm like, who are yeah, y'all talking about? So, yeah. all right, so that well, I'm just I was just talking about Curtis Samuel. That was a guy I heard about. So they just made it official. Curtis Samuel, Jacksonville Jaguars. People were talking about him and Lavisca Chenault being the same player, and I really don't believe so. I think that Lavisca Chenault is really he can be Curtis Samuel. But Curtis Samuel is way faster, yes. way shiftier. Yes. And I think that um I think that this will allow LaVisca Chenault to really be a number two receiver, which I believe that he can be. Okay. He's a real big body. You can throw him up the ball. Yep. You can put him in the backfield. I, I literally envision plays where you see James Robinson, LaVisca Chenault, and Curtis Samuel in the backfield together. I sure. agree. I envision that. I agree. Sure. I, I envision agree. that because at that point, it's like, if you're a linebacker, what do you do? Who do you go with? Those right. are the three dynamic players in the backfield at the same time. Right. If you if you notice, Kansas City does that. Yes, I was just about put, to say that. Uh, Travis Kelsey in the backfield. Yep. You know, and, and stuff like that. And they'll put Tyreek Hill behind. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's the kind of stuff I envision with that type of signing. But uh, who is this dude y'all talking about from from the Chargers? Yeah, I'm his name to, his not his name is Ray Rayshon Jenkins. It says Rayshon Jenkins has agreed on a four year deal. With the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it doesn't say what his deal, what the money is for his deal yet. They haven't, they haven't let that go yet for some reason. But they say he he's uh, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a safety that played for the Chargers last year. Okay, I, I'm I'm not too familiar with him. I have to, you know. Yeah, he was decent. Myself yeah, yeah, he him, he uh, was decent. He's not a he's not a bomb burner. He's a young uh, safety. Uh, he really stepped in when Derwin got hurt. Yeah, he did. Uh, Derwin James got hurt, and, and you know that 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 Chargers defense wasn't bad last year. They gave us some big plays late in the fourth quarter, but uh, he was a decent safety last year. He has room for growth. You got to think when, when Charlie Strong and and what we got going down here, in the defense get their hands on him, maybe they can get him right. But I remember him uh, last year watching a few games from the Chargers last year. Hey, Rashad, okay. let me let okay. me ask you let me ask you this. That what what it seemed like to me it seemed like the Jaguars is 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 trying to build. I know you you said special teams, but they also trying to build some depth. 
you know, with signing, like I was just telling D, you know, everybody kind of mad about the Carlos Hyde signing, but he's an upgrade from what we had to to spell James Robinson, you know. So it right. looked like he's just trying to get dealt players in here so he won't have to wear down his horses so bad. Uh, James Robinson, you don't want to wear him down and tire him out. So Carlos Hyde ha- is a proven backup. Last year, he averaged, what, 7.1 a carry for the Seattle Seahawks spelling Chris Carson. So what's your thought on the guys that we're signing to not much money? Do you think it's, it's, it's adding depth to what to what we got to to give key guys like James Robinson, you know, a blow here and there when he needs it? I mean, I, I, I think so. I think I think this team was so young last year. Mm. You had to get veterans. And I was glad at the fact that we did have the money. Because anybody that we add that has a veteran presence mm-hmm. is going to help the team. That was the youngest team in the NFL last year. Okay, that's why they, that's a that's one of the reasons they went one in fifteen. You can't have a bunch of twenty three year olds running around that have they literally had one person on their team that was thirty. Right, one person. You can't you can't you you can't have that. So right. um, I think that everybody that they add in the space, I'm just looking. I didn't even know they, they added uh, Philip Dorsett. I, I had no I, I'm I'm just catching up right now right. <laughs> to, to any of this stuff. So you got uh, Carlos Hyde, Philip Dorsett, um, the two special teams dudes, Curtis Samuel. That Curtis Samuel, that that that's the one for me. Y'all. I agree. Like that's that's I, that's the one for me. That that's gonna give you so much speed, versatility yeah, on yeah. offense that we have not had. Yeah. And when you got a coach like Urban, who you know. He always keep them kind of guys that he go utilize them. Yes, he go he find a way to utilize his players and get the best out of them. So with the old with the old coaching staff, we would have signed Curtis Samuel. I'd have said it was a waste. Right. With this one, that's not a waste. He's going to make sure that he utilize all the players for who they are and what they are. So um, that that that's good. But but to answer your question, uh, Black, you definitely the players that they sign in. Definitely are quality backups. Yeah. And I think you 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 wanna have quality veteran backups and you and, and, and you gotta understand too, we still got eleven picks. What do we have? Is it eleven is it eleven picks in the draft? Eleven. So you got eleven picks in the draft, which to me I feel like they should only have about six. I think you should be utilizing those picks to trade up and I don't wanna trade back at all. Right. You know, utilize them picks to trade up and and, and you get real good quality players in the draft because that's how you build your franchise anyway. Okay. So these players that they signing right now, for me, what I'm seeing, I'm happy with it. I'm good. Okay. The only thing that I would say is, you know, I know you were talking about the guy from the Rams. He's a, he's a good safety. I don't know. If he turns out to be good, fine. Does he play strong safety or free safety? I think I think he's – because uh... – Cause uh, Darren James, he a, he a free safety, so yeah, he replaced Darren. He so, replaced Darren. So yeah, he he plays free safety. Okay, so that so that kind of if if they did that and they gave him a four year deal and gave him some good money, then then I I can I can pretty much guarantee that that uh I, I forgot what the kid's name from TCU that they were talking about. Um, no, but he's a strong safety. safety. He's a strong safety. Oh, that dude is a strong safety. Yeah, from TCU, he's a strong safety. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, he could still be in he's still option. I think he's still an option because I don't think they're going to bring back the guy that we had last year. I can't think to his my name. Wilson? Huh? To Wilson. my Jared, Jared Wilson? Yes, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. And he played, what, strong safety for us last year? 
Yeah, he played strong safety. He was a captain. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't think Jared Wilson is a bad player. Listen, everybody that's in the secondary is gonna be bad when you when you had a worst front four in the league. That's True. just that's <laughs> yeah. just a fact. I mean, True. like period. Like when we when we had Jalen and when we had and Gakway and all them guys, they just worked in concert. You had dynamic players in in the front and dynamic players in the back. So that's the reason why they were so dynamic. But yeah. Usually teams usually have one or the other. Um, you rare it's rare that you have both, but the Jaguars have a real opportunity to get that. And I, I, I um after all of this is over in about a week when they when they've really solidified everything, that's gonna tell you where they're going in the draft. Because sure, if it if sure. it was for me, I mean, even though I like the Curtis Samuel signing. All of when, when I when I first looked at Fred said before they even did you know the uh, uh, tagging the players and everything I was like listen they need to spend all their money on defense it's so many good players in the draft on offense that I would have spent all my money all my resources on defense this guy who they got uh, with the three names from the Bears I forgot what his name is but he's going to play they say he's going to play defensive in, in the four three. They got that dude, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, from uh, the Giants, still out there. He's just a pure defensive tackle. Mm. If they want to give him the money, I feel like they need to. And if not, that dude from Alabama that everybody's talking about that only really played good this year, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they'll be looking at drafting him. But you're going to need defensive tackles and defensive ends um, because you don't have it. I mean, you you don't have it on on the team right now, so you you, you got to do it. Well, hopefully, Rashad, the, we get the picking up the pace. Uh, I know we got the draft coming up, and the Jaguars in great position in the draft to really get some big time players uh, out of the collegiate level. But you know, there are pieces in free agency that, for instance, I was telling Black last week. You know. Urban Meyer said he wanted speed. He wanted versatility. And I know we got Samuels, but I wonder if they made a run out of Aaron Jones out of Green Bay. We got the money to sign him. You've seen the money that Green Bay gave Aaron Jones. I would have liked to see Jacksonville go after him and pan him back there with Robinson to have a dynamic backfield. Because Aaron Jones is... He, he does everything well at the running back position. He can catch out the backfield. He pick up the blitz. I mean, and he has electrifying speed. So I'm trying to be patient and see exactly what Urban's trying to do. And I know it's early on, but I want to ask you, did, how do you feel about a potential if we would have been able to grab Aaron Jones before he would have went back to Green Bay? Uh, I respect you, D, but no. No? Okay. <laughs> no. What you got? I, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you the reason why. Um... At 25, every running back should be on the board. If Travis Etienne is there at 25, I don't care who is available at 25. You pick Travis Etienne. Correct. And I, because, I got you. And I feel like the fact that we have, I mean, basically you got three first-round picks because you got picked 33 too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and for me, I really feel like they should. If you got picked 33, the fact that when you have a first round pick, you can you can put a fifth year option on them. Yeah, I, I really feel like they should. It, it wouldn't take anything. It might take you a six round pick to move up from thirty three to twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Now you got three first round picks. Um, that dude, that tight end, Pat Fairmore, however you say his name mm-hmm. from Penn State. I feel like that's going to be an option at pick twenty five. 
ETN, if he's there, that's going to be an option at 25. Um, I, I feel like they're in a real good position, especially offensively. That's why I was so focused on defense. Okay. I got you. Because I feel like in, 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 in the draft, uh, you can get whatever you want, man. I, I agree. mean, they, they, did, they did get the tight end coach from Penn State. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Mm-hmm. They did get the tight end coach from Penn State. That's our tight end coach. Mm-hmm. So when they did that, I said, okay, that's who they probably going to get as they tight end. Everybody's talking it. about, you know what I'm saying, John New Smith and everything. I'm like, nah, I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're doing that. Well, we, we definitely need a tight end. And speaking of tight ends, let's go ahead and transition over to the New England Patriots. Just what do you think about what they're doing? First off, what do you think about the re-signing of Cam Newton, bringing him back on a one-year $14 million deal? But my God, is Bill Belichick buying a bunch of groceries uh, to get down here to set the table with Cam Newton. What do you think about New England today after all the moves that they've made on day one? Significant? Significant, and, and this is the reason why. I think when Bill seen Tom hoist that Lombardi, he got humbled. <laughs> Yeah, humble because he 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 didn't he. I don't think that he realized exactly what type of player Tom has been for the last twenty years for him. And that's uh, why he never he he never did this for Tom. Tom always asked for this. This spend you some money. They, the only phrasing that he's gotten, he got the corner that's on the team now. Gilmore. And he got uh a, yeah he got Gilmore. And he got most. Right. Those are the only two significant phrases in a 20-year period that he's got for this man. Yeah, that's and crazy. And the fact that this man went and 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 went down south, and it didn't take him two years or three years. No, sir. The year. Yes. <laughs> this is immediate impact. And Nine I think months. that he realized, <laughs> okay, now I got to make sure that I'm on par. Because, and I mean, when, when it comes to Cam, um, I watched the interview on I Am Athlete. Yeah. You know, I, I I really love that platform that sure. they created. Sure. And um you got the you got to kind of get in um get to know exactly. Oh, I think we lost you. I think we lost you. We'll see if we can get Rashad back, let him finish up his thoughts. Um we think we lost him, but um uh if we do get him back in here, um which I'm sure he'll be trying to be calling me back in a second, but it, it did make sense what it he was saying about the, especially when I asked him about the Aaron Jones uh, deal. It does make sense if, if Travis Etienne is sitting there wherever the Jaguars pick after you get Trevor Lawrence. Of course, you take him. Yeah, like yeah. to tell you the truth, you and, and I know you say you take Travis Etienne because you know him and with him and Trevor Lawrence, but. What if you still got a Nigel Harris sitting there as well? Of course. You know, so what, of if, course. what if you either one of those guys that you can put in this offense in, man, and they're going to do great. And the thing with, because I was, Curtis Sams was one of the guys I was like, could the, could the Jaguars sign him? I could see it. That's what I was asking but, about but, earlier when I was like the Debo yeah. Samuels thing, but I just got the names okay, mixed up. But yeah. I, I could see it, but. Rashad seeing how Urban wants his offense, and we didn't think about that, thinking about Urban at. At, at Florida, how he used Percy. Dimps, Rainy, Black, uh, Black, how yeah. he used those guys all in the backfield. So I could potentially see that happening. I could potentially see. Do I think that 
Uh, Curtis Samuel is the number one receiver. No, he's no, not no, the number no, one no, receiver no, no. for the Jaguars. No. Not at all. That's still DJ Shark. Ooh, do I think they're done at receiver? I don't think so. Because mm. it, there's still some names out there that they could that they could potentially sign. But the pairing of him and Chanel in the in in the backfield with with James Robinson that's going to be amazing to watch because you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of speed. Uh, Urban Meyer is getting speed. It may not be the speed people we want, but he's getting speed. Philip Dorsett. Ran one of the fastest times at the combine when he was uh when he was coming out of college. He he getting speed in areas all around the field that where he wants it. Curtis Samuels, Vicious Chenault, James Robinson. It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I don't think the Jags done. They just moving at a so uh, slow pace. Could it be? Do you think they they trying to see what dominoes are falling to see what kind what kind of guys going to fall in their laps? I do, but I hate to cut you off, but I just got a, a I got a tweet. Um, the New England Patriots are now in the running to grab Galladay. The New England Patriots are in the running to sign Kenny Galladay. Uh, Jaguars don't look like they're going to get him. Giants, Patriots for Galladay. Um, just got that across my timeline. Um they say Kenny Galladay um, wanted every like you said earlier. It's based on incentives, incentive mm-hmm. money to make his contract uh, larger. So, um, wow, just the mere fact. Yeah, <laughs> just the mere fact that he could end up there. I don't know. I think we got Rashad back. Rashad, you back in? Yeah, I'm back, man. Okay, I hope okay. I don't do it again, but uh, it's all good, man. Yeah, it's I, all what good. I, what I was saying about uh about Cam is you kind of got the inner workings of uh what was going on in New England, right? And um, you know, I I think that he did deserve a second chance with him. I agree. Uh, a lot of their players did opt out due to COVID. Um, you had a lot of injuries. It was just a kind of fluky year for him, you know. So I'm it was. For Cam. It was. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm rooting for Cam. You know right. what I'm saying? I I think both of those picks are, are, are perfect for for them. Um, both both especially that tight that tight end go help him for sure. You know what I'm sure. saying? Because I I, I remember when uh when it was Cam and oh what's the dude name that played for Miami uh the tight end he had down there Olsen the Olsen yeah when it when it was him and Olsen. I mean, I would, I would, I would make sure I had him and Olsen in fantasy every year. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel I you. Knew that. I, I had to pay him up because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I get some points with them too, and that, and that's usually what happens. So, um, you know, um, I think, I think, I think that was good for the pay. But I was surprised. I really was surprised, but it, it shouldn't be a surprise because. Yeah, I think we lost. I think we lost Rashad again. I think he having technical difficulties with his phone. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna kind of clean up uh, the free agency uh, portion of the show. Uh, Rashad will be more active with us, man. He's a very prominent voice on the sports desk. He really laced us beautifully uh, with the Jaguar reports week in and week out, week in and week out. But uh, he's going to be taking on a bigger role, man. And um, we got some nice and special things coming uh, in the upcoming football season. But it's very early on. It's very early on in free agency. And uh, we got our ears to it, man. Mm. And that, that look, man. Man, that Galladay news thing, man. I hope, man, I hope it's not true, man. Yeah, man. I hope it's not true, but hey, shoot, man. New England already been throwing the, uh, 
throwing the home run balls, throwing it, man, hitting them out the park. And this, and if they snag him, man, oh man, I don't know. Whew, we could be having man. another conversation if they get Galladay. We could be having that. We're going to watch closely. We could be having another conversation with Galladay. Another tidbit of news: Juju Smith-Schuster is on the Miami Dolphins radar. Dolphins are looking to uh, haul at him and the Baltimore Ravens for Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. It looks like he could be out of Pittsburgh. I kind of think they like Claypool. He's on a rookie deal. He had a very good year last year. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I will say about Juju, I don't think Juju's a number one, but I think Juju is productive. You can't teach productivity. 100 balls is a lot of balls. Yeah, that is. A lot of balls. So yeah. we'll see how it goes, man. All right, we're going to come out of – the National Football League. We're going to stop by the National Basketball Association. And uh, believe it or not, man, we're going to be wrapping up rather, rather shortly. Because, look, man, the Carlos Hyde signing, I know Black and, and, and Rashad tried to make it sound like it was all right, man. But it, it, it's kind of got my stomach unsettled, man. It's kind of got me unsettled a little bit. This reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. You trash! You not hooping! All right, Black, let's do what we do, man. Every single time we talk to the National Basketball Association, we must give the utmost respect, and we must do what we need to do. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers. And the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers! Yes, sir. LeBron James. LeBron James. All right, Black. Let's real quick, man. All-Star Weekend, man. We haven't had a chance to really talk about it, man. Um... How did you think it went? Just overall everything. You know, the game, we had the dunk contest at halftime, the three-point shootout and the skills competition before the game. Just overall, man, what did you think about, uh, you know, how the NBA handled All-Star this year? Uh, it, it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. I think it, it maybe like the dunk contest and everything being at halftime, I wasn't really – it seemed like it was – it was pushed really fast for the dunk contest. Yeah. But uh, from them young kids, man, who who was in it, uh, Cassius Stanley and right. the other guy from the Blazers, man, they they did some uh, some really had some really good dunks, man, and very entertaining. It kept everybody attention. I see everybody was engaged who was there uh, for the uh, for the All Star weekend. But overall, I think the NBA did a good job with the All Star uh, All Star festivities. Right. And the game, the game was very exciting. I was I I, I was shocked that it was. Exciting, but I enjoyed everything about the game. The West was just uh, well, LeBron's team now yeah. what four and zero now. So uh, awesome performance by them, just dominant over the East, man. So I loved everything that they did with All Star Weekend. It was cool. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I understood the circumstances and knew everything that was going on. So it was cool, man. Um, Seth Curry was just on fire from three. Not only the skills competition. Not only in the three-point shootout, but he was on fire in the All-Star game, man. Giannis going, what, 16 for 16, winning the MVP. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at LeBron's team, and it's like, look, man, they were the superior team. 
You know, and what I enjoyed the most was how they won it with Dame Lillard shooting that half court three, getting it done, man. It's so all in all, very good, uh, very good job by the NBA. And the best thing about it all, there was no positive COVID cases uh, that came out after that. So even though you had Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons uh, with close contact, uh, neither one of them contracted the virus. So. You know, shout out to the NBA from holding that down. All right, Black, we're getting back in the swing of things. The L.A. Lakers, man, we started back 1-0, uh, taking care of the Pacers. We got the Warriors tonight. Me and Black are recording on this Monday. Right now, we got the Knicks and the Nets just starting off. Knicks playing very well. Uh, sixth seed, a fifth seed, six or seventh seed, one of those in the East. Of course, the Nets are the two seed in the East, man. So, we got some New York tri-state basketball tonight, and uh, we got that going on the TV right now. But, man, um, Black, let's talk about the trade deadline, man. Let's start with our Lakers, man. <laughs> man, you talk a lot about this. You know, we tweet, we we text, we call each other about this. You know, we have some concerns. Black, I know we need a big. I know we might need some shooting. But, Black, who can we get? Who do you want to see in a purple and gold uniform as we make this push towards the playoffs? Because news came out earlier today. That we might not see Anthony Davis, man, until the last month of the season. Mm. Like it's the, the Lakers saying they're being extra, extra cautious. Lakers are the two seed in the West. It looks like the Lakers will be able to hold down a one, two, or three seed without Anthony Davis. But with that bit of news, what should the Lakers focus on with the trade down deadline looming? I believe it's the 27th. Um, yeah, man, I, <laughs> like I was telling you, I, I really feel like the Lakers need a big, I understand that it's potential having other guys like PJ Tucker or, you know, um, and, uh, other, other guys. But for me, it's for me, I think LaMarcus Aldridge would be a great fit here. Mm. He's still going to give you a t- He's still a 20 and 10 guy. Mm. You know, I think he would be a good fit here. Mm. I don't know if we'll be able to get him. It's going to be tough to get him because a lot of teams are after him. But if we couldn't get him, um, bringing JaVale McGee back or either Drummond, you mm. know, I don't know what they're going to do there. But our, my mind is stuck on the big because I just think uh, Mark Gasol is a <laughs> is liability. A liability. That's the word I was looking for. I'm sorry. He's a liability on uh, the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, he can shoot the ball when he's on the court in the offensive set. And pass. He can, get you to, he can pass it. He can get the shot off from three. He got a little mid-range. Offensively, he's good. But defensively, he's become a liability. And we need something to sure that up. And I think LaMarcus Ardress or uh, 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 Drummond would be a good fit. I could also see P.J. Tucker, but I just I just, I just, want a, a, a natural big that we need. That's how we won a championship last night. We were big. We were bigger than everybody. And I think this, that same recipe will pay dividends again this year. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you with getting the big. Um, Drummond being the piece would be cool. JaVale McGee would be good as well. I really hate the fact. And I, I was feeling this way during uh, free agency last year. We're losing to White. I just feel like we shouldn't have lost him. I feel like we should have paid him what we need to pay him. To, to, to keep him in L.A. because we're missing him. Now, Joel Embiid missed his last game. Dwight Howard is now the starter in uh, for Philadelphia, and he had 20-12. and 12. Mm. 
He had 2012 and he's on a one year deal, like 12, 13 million over there. We, you mean to tell me we didn't have that money? I mean, we cleared the books with Avery Bradley. We cleared the books with JaVale McGee. We cleared some books without signing Marcus Saul. We should have been able to get him back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think the Lakers are regretting that. I think, I think we got to do something with it. Now getting JaVale back, cool. Like I said, Drummond would be cool, but I like, Adding PJ Tuck. I know he doesn't provide much size, but he plays big. He has toughness and he has heart. And occasionally he hit a corner three. But um, I agree with you, Black. When we get deeper in the playoffs, when we see Jokic, I mean, no one ever really talks about DeAndre Ayton having to deal with him. If the Lakers have to face the Suns in the playoff series, I mean, we could need something for that kid. Um, but bottom line, I just pray the guy Anthony Davis is okay. I do too, man. I just pray he is okay because he, if he is not, even though LeBron James is the GOAT, even though he is the greatest, it won't be enough. It won't be enough, man. And I don't know if it'll even be enough to get out of the West. I'm just being real. I'm looking at what we have up against us. I know that Utah doesn't have a lot of experience. But they will provide a problem for Los Angeles in the playoff series with LeBron James is just out there with, you know, the rest of the cast. I'm looking at a team like Phoenix. Chris Paul will probably be drooling out of his mouth at the opportunity to leave Phoenix past the Los Angeles Lakers team. Now, am I saying these teams are going to beat the Lakers? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying with that Anthony Davis, it would be extremely hard to beat a Jazz, to beat a Phoenix, to beat a Clipper, to beat a Nugget. Can't forget about Portland, which I just got across my screen, that they are the favorites to land LaMarcus Aldridge. Wow. If he reunites out there with them, with a healthy CJ, a healthy Dame, a budding metal who's averaging 18, with guys playing hellacious defense out there like they are, and Nurkic personally coming back, but we got to have a conversation because the Marcus Argers got forgot about in San Antonio and why? Well, San Antonio's boring. Yes, they are. We don't get to see them like that. We, we don't. don't get to see the highlights like that. But you look at Lamarcus Argers' numbers and you put them back out there with Dame and CJ and Melo, bro. Like, and then, oh, I can't forget about what's, what's my man that came from Duke that's out there who's a problem shooting that ball? Gary Trent Jr. Mm hmm. That's a nice pickup. problems, man, if that happened. That's, that's a problems. nice pickup. That's yeah, a nice pickup. So we'll see. The Lakers got to do something. I think man. the Lakers got to make a move. Now, I don't want to give up Cools. I don't want to give up KCP. I don't want to give up Caruso. I don't want to give up a what big... What we got. You don't want to give up what we got. No. So if we yeah. can get somebody off of a buyout, if we can get something from Marcus Saul and package him and, and, and maybe, I hate to say it, but TGT... Like, he can go somewhere and be a starter. I hate to say it, but I don't think TGT's going to get that burn in the playoffs over a Kyle Kuzma. When I see them play, I, Kuzma is the more seasoned guy. Mm-hmm. They're going to use him before TGT. So, w- those are the two players I can see we can move off of right now. TGT and Marcus Hall and seeing what we can do. But if we can get some buyouts with a drumming, cool. Or we can get JaVale McGee back, Cool. You know, we'll we'll see what happens there. But black, some other trade, uh, some other trades that are potentially on, on the horizon. We know we had the Blake Griffin trade. Well, buyout. He went to uh the Nets. But what about Aaron Gordon uh for the Orlando Magic? You know, he's been there for a while. He's been a former All-Star, Dunk Champion, rare athletic three-man. Could you see him coming out of Orlando, going to a contender, you know, making it interesting uh for a team? Um 
I, I could potentially see him, but he's he's not even the man in Orlando, so I don't know how much dividends he would pay okay. to a contender. But I could see him going somewhere better than the situation that he's in. Yeah. You know, uh, would it be on a team that's going to compete for a championship? I'm I'm not sure, D. Mm-hmm. Could I see him right going to ride the coattails of somebody? Yeah, I could. But <laughs> um, I'm not too big on Aaron Gordon because he's not even the number one guy on that team. I you know, you. I and I probably see that's probably why he want to get out of Orlando because it's you know kind of going away from him now in the situation because they got uh Valent Valentina Vucevic. And then the other guy, I can't even think of his name. It's two of them. Right. But um, yeah, I I could see him landing somewhere with maybe with a potential contender. But you know, teams like the Knicks or the Lakers, I don't think he'll land nowhere like that on guys who are going to be like close to the finals or contending to get to the finals. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon could probably help somebody with athleticism on perimeter, like rebounding. He's a decent defender. He's not going to come in there and give you 30, 10, and nothing like that. But he could be a piece. Like you said, he's not even a man in Orlando. But I think he got enough in the tank where he could potentially help a team out there, uh, you know, Make some moves and kind of do something out there. Of course, you got guys like Zach Levine. I don't see Chicago trading him, but he's another name that's out there on the market. You got uh um uh, Collins from Atlanta. Boss is looking to, you know, kind of get him. Was that Jeff Green? Lord, no uh is Noel, boy. You might need to pack it in, boy. No, he blocked it. Oh, he blocked it. Yo. <laughs> All right, like I said, me and Black are watching the uh, look at Kyrie. Golly, me and Black are watching the Knicks and the Nets right now. Them boys are doing a little a little dancing out there on that. This is gonna be a good one now. This yeah, is gonna be a good one. Yeah, they they've been building this game up all weekend. The, the tri-state battle, you know, the New York teams. Um, so yeah, but uh, back to the trade deadline. We'll see what happens, man. Um, oh man, so uh, we got some breaking news, man. So Rashad just hit me on the text that. The Jaguars did not sign Curtis Samuel. Okay. They did not same sign him. It's it's it was reported that he is in conversations with the Jaguars, but a deal has not been made. Okay. All right. So Curtis Samuel is not a Jacksonville Jaguar. Not yet, but the conversation of a deal uh could happen. So Rashad just hit me on the text to let me know so we can correct that. Uh what we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with the trade deadline. March 25th, next Thursday. Typically, you're going to get some moves, and hopefully our Los Angeles Lakers are going to be doing something. All right, Black, I'm going to transition um, and play this clip, man. And I know me and you, Black, you know, from the earlier days of the sports, we kind of had some conversations about Ben Simmons. Um, but I think you would say that Ben Simmons – Minus, obviously, his shooting ability is a very good player in the NBA. Very good defensively. Might be the best defensive guard in the league. Um, Young, elusive. Ben Simmons deserves the accolades that he's been getting when he's healthy and on the floor. Wouldn't you say that? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip from this idiotic uh, announcer from the Washington Wizards. And then I'm going to take a few minutes to tear him uh, limb from limb. Okay, here we go. I think Ben Simmons is one of, if not the most overrated players in the NBA. And he's gotten so much love and attention that people aren't paying attention to what Tobias Harris is actually doing on the floor. Now, this announcer from the Washington Wizards, the Wizards and the uh, uh, 
Sixers was playing the other night, and he took the time to say what he had to say about Ben Simmons. The National Basketball Station is a shooter's league. It is a fast-paced league. You're going to score a lot of points in this league, and I understand that. But basketball isn't all about shooting the three. You have to play some type of defense. You have to you have to get steals and you have to get assists. You have to be able to do a lot more things than just shoot the basketball. And we know that Ben Simmons is not one of the better shooters in the league. But please stop this notion that Ben Simmons is not one of the elite players in the NBA. I get confused with the conversation. Now, somebody got to come talk to me. Y'all got to let me know why Ben Simmons is considered an afterthought. Y'all got to let me know why Ben Simmons is somebody who y'all poo-poo on just because he's not a scorer. I watched Greg Popovich the other night speak highly of Ben Simmons for his defensive purposes, the way he's able to get to the basket at will. Now, you guys who watch basketball out there, go look up a YouTube video and tell me who can stop Ben Simmons from getting to the basket. (laughs) Who can stop that 6'10 point guard from getting to the basket at will? I'm going to answer that for you. Don't waste your time. Nobody. (laughs) This dude is the best defensive guard in the league. Name me another one. Name me another one who's better than him defensively. Here at the sports says we watch the games. Yes, we do. We don't watch the highlights. We sit here and we watch it. Philadelphia is the number one seed in the East. Do you think Philadelphia would be number one seed without the things that Ben Simmons is doing? No, even though Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber year, Ben Simmons is playing dividends, and so is Tobias Harris. And this is not to diss Tobias, but listen, I'm sick of it. Now, I've been a Ben Simmons fan all along. And like I said, me and Black have clashed over Ben Simmons offensively, and rightfully so. But when you look at the landscape of the NBA, when you talk youth, when you talk players who are going to represent the NBA in the future, Ben Simmons is on that list. And for those of y'all that forgot, he is a $100 million player. Yes, he is. So if you're a $100 million player, that means what? You've been productive on fronts that caused you to be recognized as one of the elite. And that's what Ben Simmons is. And for that idiotic announcer for the Washington Wizards who got the nerve to sit up there and talk that jibber-jabber trash, sir, you should be suspended indefinitely. (laughs) You should be suspended in definitely for those comments of Ben Simmons. And I'm not sitting here like I'm waving a Ben Simmons flag, but I watch basketball. I watch it. And this guy is one of the elite young players in this league. Please relax. But you got anything on this idiot's uh, notions uh, on Ben Simmons? Yeah, I was one of the ones that was really tough on Ben Simmons. You know, yeah. I was really tough on him in some of the some of our other shows. And I got to say, Ben Simmons is having, you know, a really good year this year. You know, his team's number one. His team is number one in the East. Yeah. You know, Embiid is balling, but Ben Simmons is playing a major part in that as well. Like, it's it's, it's been a lot of pressure taken off of Ben Simmons now that they have more shooting yes. around Ben Simmons. Yes. So, Ben Simmons can focus on what he does best, getting to the cup and defending. Yes. And like you, and like you say, and I never, I, I always thought uh, Ben Simmons was always a great defender. You know, at at the point guard position. And like you say, D, he's the only one. You can't name another one. You can't name another one. So I think Ben Simmons, he has, I think the way that that, that Doc Rivers look like they're going to try to build this thing is, 
you know, put players around, put players around your pieces, your hundred million dollar players in him and B that can help out for the things that they don't do well. And you add shooting. That's what the 76ers have done. And Ben Simmons is able to flourish in the road that he's given. I really think I really think the 76ers are going to be uh, going to be problems moving forward and getting to the playoffs. And Ben Simmons is definitely a big part of that. So this guy, whoever you is, just shut up. <laughs> just just shut up. Like uh, you a DC guy, whatever you are, DC uh, a Wizards announcer, a boy. Wizard announcer. You just you just mad, bro, because your team trash, bro. So mm-hmm. you just trying to find something to pick on. But anyway, man, Ben Simmons is doing his thing this year. I think Ben Simmons is going to continue to be uh, an elite player in this league. Yeah. I just think that it's certain things, in my opinion, that he needs to work on. But if you, have, if you have those pieces around him that can do it better than he can, then you're fine. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm glad you said it at the end. I'm, 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 and, and I love what Doc Rivers said. Doc Rivers says, look, we rely on our players' strengths. That's what we're relying upon, and we'll see how it goes. Philly is one of the teams that could possibly beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series, but we have plenty of time to discuss that. All right, we're, all right, Black, real quick, man. Let's do some hypothetical, man. Shannon Sharp and Skip Bettis was on Undisputed, man, and we got to run this through uh, to get what you think about that. So Shannon Sharp and Skip Bettis was running through a hypothetical scenario, a two-on-two scenario. LeBron James and Kevin Durant versus Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. All oh, the what if. So I'm going to play this clip, and me and Black are going to give our reactions uh, to that. Goat James and KD will blow the doze off of uh, Magic and Bird. Really? Yeah. Huh. I thought Larry Bird was your favorite he player. He is my favorite player, but Skip, in a two-on-two, this matchup is really not conducive for what they really do. Because if you put Magic Johnson in a two-on-two, Skip, you take away his, some of his best attributes, which is court vision and being able to get up and down. Two-on-two, where the hell he going? It's half court. And then I want to know, the best defender of everybody on the court is Gold James. Now, this man is eight, year 18 in the league, and they can't, them young guys can't stop him from getting to the rim. How the hell are Bird and Magic Johnson going to stop him? Hmm. First of all, the other two are athletically superior. Mm. Kevin Durant and LeBron James are athletically superior to Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. We know that. KD can shoot the ball just as good as Larry Bird. Hmm. But can they defend LeBron and KD? Mm-hmm. I don't believe they can. What are they going to do? He said they're going to 16, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> it's 16 to four. <laughs> what are we going by two to one? If we going by, we'll give them four. You know, to be nice because they are historically their all-time great players, we're going to be nice. We ain't going to just mollywop them. We'll let them have eight, 16 mm-hmm. to eight. But if you make KD and, and go James mad, 16 to four. <laughs> so yeah man That was Uncle Shannon man And uh, Skip Bennett So Black Hypothetically man Now I'm gonna tell you I disagree with Uncle Shannon's score Of 16 to 4 Versus Magic And Larry Burbo If it happened I wanna know Who you're taking LeBron and KD Or Magic and Bird And give me a score They're going to 16 They're going to 16 Give me a score Who wins that 2 on 2 uh, I'm going I'm going KD and uh, LBJ man Yeah uh, My score though I would have to say that LBJ and uh, KD will win 16 to 10. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win by six points because mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that uh, KD and LeBron would, would jump on uh, Magic and Larry quickly. 
but they'll find a way to get a few stops and and because they shoot the ball uh because Larry shoot the ball well and Magic passes the ball well, I think that they can make something happen and try to get it close. So I'll take uh LeBron and KD to win ten to six sixteen to ten. Sixteen to ten, yeah. I said I disagree with uh Akashana score sixteen to four. I'm gonna go sixteen to one. Um. Yeah, sixteen to one. No. Can't, yeah, I'm gonna oh, tell you why. Man, I'm gonna tell no you why. One, I'm gonna tell you why. You got to think that LeBron James gonna guard a better offensive uh person, and who was that? Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. I like LeBron James defensively on Larry Bird to give him a hell of a day. Larry still can shoot that thing. He can. Man. He you can fill it up. I also like <laughs> Kevin Durant length to match up with Magic Johnson's. I know I'm being disrespectful by saying 16 to 1, but the athletic superiorness, I don't even know if that's a word, for LeBron and Kevin Durant will get these boys out of here. And I know they're great. Legends. Magic Johnson's top five player ever. Mm-hmm. But Magic Johnson ran the show. Magic Johnson wasn't the show. He wasn't giving you 40, 10, and 10. Nah. But when he had to come up big. He did. But when you got LeBron, Raymond James, and Kevin Durant, man, I just gotta, I just can't do it like that, man. I just gotta think defensively and the shooting from Kevin Durant. What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? 16 to 1. At me, Dedrick Hicks Jr. If you got a problem. If you got my text message, text me. I don't care. I'm going with the GOAT and, and easy money sniper, my boy, <laughs> to get it done. All right, man, we're going to transition out of the National Basketball Association. And we're going to get into some other news. And me and Black are going to get out of here. All right, all right, what we got, what we got. All right, Black, this is huge news, man. It might not mean nothing to you, Black, but it means a lot to me, man. I don't really know... uh, how this didn't make breaking news on Sports Center? How this didn't make breaking news everywhere? But my boy Duds suffered a torn MCL in practice, man. My boy Duds, man. Mm. Jared Dudley, the dad of the Lakers, man. Daddy Buds, man. <laughs> my boy Daddy Duds got hurt, dog. I seen it black in my heart just start hurting, Dang, man. I love Duds, man. It might be a wrap, man. Oh, my boy does towards MCL. He's going to go get in the pin, second opinion to see what they want to do. He doesn't want to have surgery. But like Black said, man, it could be a wrap for old Daddy Duds, yeah, man. man. It could be a wrap, man. I, I hope it's not. I hope Duds can remain with the team and at least ride this one out, man. But it hurt me, man. Dang. I, I, I mean, why this not breaking news? Why this ain't flash across our phones, man? It's Daddy Duds. Yeah, man. Shout out, Duds, man. We hope Duds is uh uh recovering. Speedy well. recovery, Duds. Speedy recovery, yeah. Duds. Speedy recovery. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get to the business, man. Fury, Joshua, mm. two fight deal set. All heavyweight titles on the line. We've been screaming, crying, begging for one champion, one face. We're gonna get it, Joshua. Fury, Black, what are your immediate thoughts on this announcement, man? Box office, my boy. Yes, sir. This is big time. This is this is the fight that needed to be made that got made. Yes, so sir. I'm hoping that this starts a trend in boxing and moving up. Yes, sir. And getting these big fights done. Joshua versus Fury 
for all the belts. Yes. I'm ready to see where this fight is going to be. I'm ready to see if it's going to be in America or overseas. It'll be overseas. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be very it's going to be very exciting. I cannot wait. Big time fight. We're going to be watching it sure. whenever they set the date in the venue. Like I'm ready for this fight, man. One face, one champion in the heavyweight division. Haven't had that. Haven't had that since Lennox Lewis, and it's time for it to be done again. Yes, sir. Excited. The best thing about this is it's a two fight deal, mm-hmm. and I think these mega fights should have that. When you let's say Earl Spence and, and Terence Crawford agree to fight tomorrow, it should be a two fight deal. Mm-hmm. I, I like it because look, the one thing about boxing. Is great mega fights never stop at one fight. They don't. You always get that second fight. So why not put it in the deal? Why not sign it to one? So I said, man, that's genius. That's smart to go ahead and lace up. And that's why Deontay Wilder and uh, uh, Tyson Fury didn't happen for a third time. Because Fury was being smart. I fought this guy Tyson. I fought him twice. We had to draw the first time. And the second time, I got him up out of here. Yeah. So I understand the business move from Tyson Fury. I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. I'm not mad at it. So I'm looking forward to this. One champion, one face, Fury, Joshua, sometime this year. Maybe we get both fights this year. Yeah. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. All right, my man. A couple of franchise tags out there. Leonard Williams is being franchise tagged by the New York Football Giants. And also, Allen Robinson, wide receiver, is being franchise tagged by Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson says he will not sign the tag. He has no intentions on signing the tag. But look out for the Chicago Bears acquiring Russell Wilson. Talks are picking up. They've made cap space. The Bears are going all in at a deal to Seattle where people are saying Seattle should not be able to turn it down. Mm. So in the next few days, we could be getting Russell Wilson traded to the Chicago Bears. And I bet Allen Robinson signs that franchise tag then. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll be keeping a close eye on that. All right, man, before we wrap up the show, man, we got to pay. We got to pay some respects, man. We got to go around the room and give love and respect to the marvelous one. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Unfortunately, passed away this past Sunday unexpectedly. A huge loss in the boxing world. Uh, No one saw this coming. Uh, From Hagler's wife, uh, said he was doing pretty well. And uh, just an unexpectedly pass of black. I'm going to start with you as the main boxing connoisseur here uh, on Reduce Lunch Sports. Just give me your your thoughts, man, on the marvelous one, man. Yeah, man. When I heard the news, man, I was I was I was saddened by it because this is a guy that uh, my father loved to watch fight. Mm. Uh, he he would tell me stories coming up. You know, I was a baby when. Uh, Marvin Marvis Hagler was fighting. Yeah, I was a baby. He could tell. He would always tell me about the fights with uh Roberto Duran and uh, uh Sugar, Ray. Sugar Ray Leonard, and then the fights with Tommy Hearns, which we see the footage. And I don't think people really, really, when you see that footage, I don't think you got to be a real boxing fan to really grasp what we were seeing in that in that first minute of the fight with. Uh, Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns, man, like one of the best rounds, rounds in ever, boxing we've ever, ever seen. Ever, but did he, uh, two-time world, two, three-time world champ, man, over has has done great things in the sport of boxing. Uh, his uh his career record, his career rec- boxing record was he was sixty-two wins. 
He had wins by KO 52 and three losses and two draws. Uh, very good career in boxing. Uh, he's truly going to be missed. My dad called me. He was like, man, I can't. He was like, I can't believe he's gone. But he's definitely one of the fighters that uh, my dad used to always talk about. And, and being growing up and then seeing old footage of him fighting, man, he was one of the toughest. He was tough as nails, man. He fought everybody. Nobody got ducked back in them days. And them was the days when they was fighting 15 rounds. Mm -hmm. He wasn't no, wasn't nobody getting ducked. Everybody was fighting everybody, man. Mm -hmm. And he always, you know, was victorious uh, in most of his fights. But, yeah, man, he's truly going to be missed. So, Marvin, Marvin Hagler, we uh, pray for your family. Yes. You're going to be truly missed. Uh, we're going to keep you alive, man. We're going to post uh, memorable fights and clips of you from back in the day, man. Just you're going to truly be missed by me uh, always. Yeah, yeah man. Um, my father talked a lot about Marvin Hagler as well, the marvelous one. And... Um, I watched a lot of his fights on uh, the ESPN Classic probably probably almost 10 years ago. Uh, I watched a lot of those fights, man. And the first round with Tommy Hearns and Marvin Hagler Black is the greatest first round ever in boxing. It is. It is. Dog. Marvin. The first minute. The first. First round. The first minute. The first minute was crazy, but the first round. <laughs> Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hitman Hearns let it all go, bro. Mm -hmm. But this how this was how good Marvin was. He kept coming after that. Hearns had nothing left. He was dead. Dead. And Marvin Hagler got him out of here and got the win. Now, I didn't know this about Marvin Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard. I went back and watched that fight today. Mm -hmm. I watched it. Marvin Hagler won that fight. He did. He won that fight. But you know what that was about. I do. Okay. Sugar Ray was a star. Yes, he was. Pop star. Yes, he was. And box he was office. Box office. And he was the face of boxing. Mm -hmm. He was the attraction. Yes, he was. And Marvin Hagler got screwed. And I never knew this. Marvin Hagler never fought again after that. They tried to make a part two. Marvin Hagler was going to get $20 million. And that second fight more than a champion, Sugar Ray Leonard. But Sugar Ray Leonard wanted it at 12 rounds instead of 15. And Marvin Hagler said, no way. Fight me at the rounds that we fought the first time, and then we can do it. Sugar Ray Leonard would not do it. Mm. And Marvin Hagler never fought again. Instead, he went to Italy, Paris, and became a, a movie star. A pop star over there. <laughs> Made plenty of money over that way. And I just found it wild that a man had that much integrity within himself that much principle and belief in himself mm -hmm. to say the money the opportunity don't mean nothing if i'm not gonna be respected exactly and he kept his respect mm -hmm. and i learned that today about marvis marvin so i just want to say rest in peace to marvin Hagler, uh west rail champ prayers to your family positive energy to all your family and your loved ones here at the sports says man we respect you here man we respect you so shout out marvin Marvelous Hagler. We have breaking news here into the sports desk. We put your phone down. Put your phone down because I want to see your reaction. Put your phone down. We have breaking news here into the sports desk, and it is coming from the MMA world, my boy. Now, Black, I almost passed out. 
reading this information. But instead, Black, I'm going to play you this clip. Are you ready? Here we go, Black. And I have been waiting a year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up, everybody? UFC President Dana White here. And I have been waiting a year for this day to tell you we are back. UFC 261 on April 24th will be in Jacksonville, Florida with a full house of fans, full capacity at the Five Star Veterans Memorial Arena. And you know I'm bringing an incredible card. We have three title fights. The welterweight championship, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal II. The women's flyweight championship, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. And the fight everybody has been waiting for, the women's strawweight championship, Weili Zhang versus Rose Namajunas. This is a stacked card in front of 15,000 UFC fans. Tickets go on sale very soon, so keep checking Ticketmaster for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. UFC 261 on April 24, Jacksonville, Florida. Three title fights, 15,000 fans. And I just want to say thank you, Jacksonville. I love you guys, and we will see you soon. D re front row, bro. <laughs> I don't D. As soon as these tickets go on sale, bro, we front row, bro. Yes, sir. We gotta be there. Um, we will. We will. We and will. And I ain't talking there. about up. I'm talking about we will in be the there. mix, my boy. Breaking news into the sports test. Wow. The first major event with fans by the UFC will happen right here. In Jacksonville, Florida, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, three title fights, headline, Usman, Mavidal, two for the welterweight championship of the world, April the 24th. We're going to leave you with that on the sports desk. It's been a great episode. Me and Black got to have some conversations. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to leave you with that. That might not be a big deal to our overall fan base. But to the MMA fans out there, you guys felt what we just played. That was literally breaking news as we were giving our respects to the marvelous one, Marvin Hagler. You guys be safe. Y'all be cool. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. I'm Dedrick Hicks, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on both platforms. Reduce on sports. Hit us up on Instagram, Black. Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at BlackNL3. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it, man. Appreciate all the love and support from all our listeners. Yes. You guys be safe. Protect yourselves. Have a great week. Thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you guys in just a few days, all right? Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now.